Are you weary? Unsure? Are you overwhelmed by the trials of life? Now more than ever, it is time to lift your gaze. It is no coincidence that you are tuned in at this very hour. This listener-supported podcast, Lift Your Gaze, promises to deliver empathy, edification, and empowerment. And with your subscription today, you will have access to every single impactful episode of Lift Your Gaze. Brace yourself for the breakthrough you've been waiting for. It's time to lift your gaze. Welcome to Lift Your Gaze, the podcast that ignites your spirit and uplifts your soul. I'm your host, Kim M. Clark, CEO and founder of Lift Your Gaze. Lift Your Gaze exists to provide hope to the darkest areas of our society, the correctional system. I'm also a best-selling and multiple award-winning author of several books the publisher and the publisher of Deep Waters Books. As a former college marketing instructor and Johns Hopkins alumni, I invite you to join me on a transformational journey into the boundless healing power of hope. This is episode 108, Little Foxes That Spoil Our Relationships. Catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil the vineyard, for our vineyards are in blossom. This is from Song of Solomon's chapter 2, verse 15. So today I was pulling up weeds for a friend of mine. Her garden was completely overrun. I was pulling it up pulling them up with my son because this is my son's first time weeding so I wanted to show him how you pull them up from the roots you don't just pull them just don't just pull the weeds up and leave the roots down there because I think that's how sin is in our lives for me when I weed it reminds me of how I'm removing sin because when you remove if you remove sin just like and you just like I call it a superficial repentance so you're like oh okay I'm just gonna yeah really I'm sorry but you're not going to God and repenting. You're not pulling it up by the root. And I think you not only have to re- repent horizontally, the person you sinned against, but you also have to repent vertically to God as well. Because that same power that raised Jesus from the dead is available to us to have victory over sin. Some of us repeat sin over and over again and really need that intense level of spiritual deliverance. And usually when I go into jails, I went in um, last Saturday and I prayed for deliverance. And the ladies were like, you don't understand how important that is. Thank you so much. These sins, I want to be released from this, but I keep going back. I know Paul talks about that, that how he wishes he didn't sin and that he, but his flesh is strong and it's stronger than his desire to honor and please God. And that can be true for all of us. So until we repent to God and understand that same power that raised Jesus from the dead is available to us, can give us this victory over the sin that we we can actually receive that. And that's important. So so we're pulling weeds. Again, we don't pull them up and just get rid of the top part. We actually have to dig deep, which again is repentance to God. Is that, again, is that hor- that vertical repentance as well as the horizontal repentance of who we re- sin against. So but sin can affect all areas of our life. And some, most of the time we're blind to it. And I'll be candid. I'm, I know I'm blind to my sin. And I'm grateful to my husband who gently, but yet firmly points out my sin. And my son does, he's not as gent, gentle <laughs> as my husband is, but my son does as well. And I have a 21 year old daughter and she does as well too, which is good. But it really can affect all areas of our life, professional, personal, family, and even our marriages. Cause it's, it's something that, it's just everywhere. And I find that 
for us, pride is really prevalent in our country as well. In some countries, pride and especially even anger is is not treated the same way. For example, in Uganda, uh, sexual sin is not is is not viewed uh, is is not a de- I guess a the death knell. Let's call it the end for those being in ministry. But if you're a um, if you're in ministry and have a bout of anger and, and blow up and get angry, that's that's grounds for removal from ministry. But sexual sin is not. Where in the United States, that's the complete opposite. You know, a um, a ministry, someone in ministry can have a complete explosion of anger and still be in ministry. But if they have a sexual sin, or they, they experience a sexual sin, they're removed. So I think that's very interesting. Is that for God, He looks at all the sin, and it and these areas, uh, pride and anger, they're they're huge to God because Jesus had to die for them and He had to shed his precious blood for them. So I'd like you to pray on that. It's like, what sin, God, are you revealing revealing to me that I need to work on, that I need, that you're dealing with my heart, that I need to just lay on your altar and say, you know what, I need deliverance from this. So it's so important. Again, as you, as you weed, you don't have to pull them all up by the roots, but you have to do it all. And I find that um, if not you're doing that daily, then your garden gets completely overrun with weeds. And this this garden we were I was helping my son weed, it was completely overrun with weeds. And I was like, Wow, this really it's not only like you have to pull them all up, but you have to do it frequently. And what's interesting is you the best time to weed is when the ground is moist or that's watered. And of course, Jesus, it's the fountain of life. He has, you know, come all who are thirsty. We're supposed to come to him. And so the best time to weed is when the gar- the soil is moist. So you can either, you know, obviously pour water on them. But the worst time is when the, the, the ground is just hard and dry. So it's important for us that we stay in the word and that we are well watered in the word because then the Holy Spirit then convicts us just frequently of our sins. And it's easier than to go to God and go, oh, you know, please forgive me for this. And to know that, and to know that there's no one perfect out there. We all are sinners. We all fall short. I think we can be just, I know some people say, well, I don't sin anymore. And I'm like, ah, I would say you're doing it right now in pride. <laughs> but I think it's really important to go to God frequently. And the more frequent we go to God with us, the more... I think the more um, the Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin and shows us of our sin. And we need to stay in God's word daily. That's a huge one. And pray daily as well. And to pray, Lord, uh, there's a great um, scripture in Psalm 139. Search me, O God, search my heart. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me to the way everlasting. So that's really um, important as we're just going to God in our sin. Because also knowing that we represent our Lord, and we represent our our king as our God. And so this brings me to the fourth Hebrew name of God. And this is Adonai. This is this means the sovereign Lord or master of our lives and service. And in the United States, we've kind of blown the servant master relationship. But in biblical times, it was actually a beautiful, it's a beautiful description. It's where it's where the master would take in someone who is completely destitute, uh, dying, starving to death in rags, tattered rags for clothing, completely covered in filth, bring them into his house, clean them, wash them, 
gives them new clothes and gives them a seat at his table. And that's what the master does. And the slave is actually higher than the hired servant because the slave then gets to partake in the Hebrew, um, the Hebrew festivals into the Passover and the festivals that all the excuse me, that all the servants do not. And the slave, if the master does not have an heir, a male heir, then the slave inherits all the wealth of the master. So it's really coming into the family of of the master. It's beautiful. And that's what God does to us. He takes us as a big, white hot, tattered mess that we are. He washes us clean with his son's blood and his Holy Spirit. Then we get new garments and we get to eat at, partake at his table because of his covering of his son's blood, which although our skins, sins were like scarlet, he washes them as white as snow, which is an Isaiah. But that's what Adonai does to us. And he gets, and it just, and that's process of that continual process of sanctification where he removes those sins. But Adonai also means the master of all master, the Lord of my lords or my Lord. And it's usually seen, um, when you see it in English, you'll see Lord in uh, small caps. And that's usually just, that means Adonai. And the Hebrew word Adonai is actually accurately translate as master or lord and it's plural and possessive which means my lords the name adonai signifies ownership or mastership specifically expressing god's ownership of each member of the human family that requires an absolute obedience of all humanity accordingly this lordship in god's name of adonai encapsulates the complex yet loving relationship of god's possession of each person and the duty of our complete submission to our lord since adonai is not an unjust master he does not ask what cannot be accomplished when adonai requires a task from his servant he always equips his servants beforehand I repeat that when adonai requires a task from his servants, he always equips his servants beforehand. In biblical times, the relationship between an Israelite master and a purchased slave or bond servant was a bond of endearment and much closer than one of a hired servant, as I shared earlier. The slave was considered a family member and held a position of privilege so that a slave could partake in the Passover and have access to the holy things of the master's house, while the servant or stranger could not. In the absence of a son, the slave was the heir to the entire master's household. Since man is born to worship and serve either Elohim or Satan, the day of Adonai is the day of reckoning of all men, whether or not they have a, they acknowledge Jehovah as their God. Thankfully, Jesus Christ, our Adonai, who was and is the ultimate servant, will deliver all of us who have worked for, believed, and entrusted in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So this, again, is an excerpt from my newest book, Deep Waters Lift Your Gaze Prayer Book. It's available on Amazon, wherever fine books are sold. And first, we see Adonai throughout Scripture, and I love, um, I love actually, it's in Job 28, 23 through 28, <clears throat> where... Um, it's actually the fear of Adonai is wisdom to stay away from evil's understanding. And this is one of the prayers in my prayer book. And I'm going to read this with my name. And when you hear my name, put your name in there. And this is Adonai is majestic. This is based on the promises found in Psalm 8, 
and Mark 14. Adonai's name is majestic and declared throughout the earth. His glory is eternal. Kim knows she is under protection of her master Adonai. Adonai builds a fortress against his opponent and silences the enemy. When Kim looks to heaven, the creation of Elohim's fingers and sees the moon and the stars that Elohim has set in place, Kim, a meager human, wonders how Elohim even remembers and cares for Kim. Kim is in awe of Elohim, who has made humanity a little lower than the angelic beings and crown humans with glory and honor to everything that Elohim's amazing hands have created. Jehovah Adonai is magnificent. Kim is indebted to Jehovah Jesus, who in the moments of agony before his crucifixion begged his Abba to take the cup of wrath for all humanity's sin from him. Instead, Jesus, the son of Elohim, took all of Kim's sin to the cross and and paid for them in full, so that Kim could approach Elohim's holy throne of grace. Because of Jehovah Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and triumph over death, Adonai hears Kim's prayers and will never leave nor forsake her. Kim worships Jehovah Adonai. Amen. And another prayer I want to read to you as well. Again, we're hear my name, put yours in. Adonai protects me. Based on the promises found in Psalm 16, Kim praises Adonai for keeping Kim safe. Kim has found shelter under the protection of El Shaddai. Kim knows that without Jehovah Jehovah Adonai, Kim has nothing good. Kim acknowledges as those who lead holy lives are filled with joy, and those who chase after other worries of the world have sorrow. Jehovah Adonai is Kim's inheritance, stability, and prosperity. Kim knows that Jehovah is the one who makes her future secure. Jehovah Adonai or Adonai is always guiding Kim. Adonai is at Kim's right hand and she is not shaken or fearful. Kim rejoices in Adonai. Kim is safe and secure. Adonai's boundary lines fall in pleasant places. Kim experiences absolute joy and sheer delight in Adonai's presence. Kim's legacy is beautiful. Amen. I'll read you another one. Adonai, my teacher, based on the promises found in Psalm 16. Elohim protects Kim. Kim takes refuge in Elohim. Adonai is Kim's Jehovah. Adonai advises Kim. Adonai instructs and teaches Kim each day and night. Because Kim has set Adonai in front of her, Kim rests and sleeps peacefully. Kim knows that Adonai is by her side and she cannot be moved. That is why Kim's heart and soul rejoices. Kim is thankful. Adonai will not abandon her. Adonai makes the path of life known to Kim. Kim breathes a sigh of relief that the abundance of joy and eternal pleasures are the result of being in Adonai's presence. Kim praises Adonai. Amen. And this is another one I'm going to share with you. Adonai, my rock, based on the promises found in Psalm 62. Kim praises Adonai, her master. Kim waits calmly for Adonai because all of Kim's hopes comes from Adonai. Adonai is Kim's rock and salvation. Kim cannot be shaken. Adonai is Kim's stronghold. 
Kim knows that salvation and glory only come from Adonai. Adonai is the source of Kim's strength. Kim trusts in Adonai at all times. Kim pours out her heart to Adonai. Kim recognizes that people, even important ones, are only a whisper in the wind, a delusion compared to Adonai. When riches increase, Kim does not depend on them. Kim knows that all power and mercy belong to Adonai. Kim praises Adonai for his infinite and undeserved compassion, love, and salvation. Adonai is Kim's Jehovah and Master. Kim is grateful to Adonai for saving Kim through the perfect work of Jehovah Jesus on the cross. Amen. This one is titled Adonai Jehovah, based on the promises found in Deuteronomy 3 and Jeremiah 32. Kim worships Adonai Jehovah. Kim knows that Adonai Jehovah has only begun to show his extraordinary power, greatness, and mighty hand. There are no other gods in heaven or on earth that can perform the works and miracles of Adonai Jehovah. Kim understands that Elohim made the heavens and the earth. Nothing is too hard for Kim's Adonai Jehovah. Kim rejoices because Adonai Jehovah shows mercy to thousands of generations. Adonai Jehovah is great and mighty. Kim worships Adonai Jehovah who protects and washes, watches over her. Kim is not afraid. Kim has peace that Adonai Jehovah will fight for Kim. Kim rejoices because Adonai Jehovah is the Elohim of all flesh as nothing is too hard for him. Kim rests in the knowledge that Adonai Jehovah cares and provides for Kim and all her needs. Kim enjoys all the privileges of having Adonai Jehovah as her master. Kim is well taken care of and provided for by Adonai. Kim praises Adonai. Amen. Adonai, my defender, based on the promises found in Psalm 35. Adonai is Kim's defender. Adonai opposes and fights for those who are against Kim. Adonai gives Kim the victory. Kim understands that Adonai will bring shame and disgrace disgrace on those trying to harm her. Adonai can blow away Kim's enemies like a shaft in the breeze or a wind sent by one of the mighty angels. Adonai can make Kim's opponents' opponents path dark and slippery as the angel of Adonai pursues them. Adonai rescues Kim when she is helpless. Adonai thwarts the plans of the enemies even when Kim is being attacked and slandered. Adonai protects Kim. Adonai helps Kim forgive those who have profoundly and painfully betrayed Kim. Adonai vindicates and protects Kim. Kim praises Adonai with every bone in her body. Adonai is Kim's defender. Adonai delights in blessings and protecting his servant. Kim with peace. Amen. Mm, that was a great one. Let me share with you a last, my last one. Adonai, my master. And this time I'm going to, instead of using my name, I'm going to say me. So you can just personalize this to yourself or put your name in there, which I think would be more powerful. Adane is my master. I'm a servant of Adane. Adane intercedes for me. Adane does not forsake his own. I rejoice that Jehovah Jesus paid such a great price for my life. Elohim treasures me so much that is beyond that it is beyond my understanding. I know that the very name of Adane signifies blessed ownership, care, and protection of me. I joyfully obey Adane, even when I'm afraid. Adane lovingly watches over and views me as his beloved child. 
I know Adonai is not an unjust master, and Adonai always equips his servants, like me, before assigning them a task. Adonai will never ask me to perform an assignment that I'm not able to do. I rest in the knowledge that I am in the family of Adonai through the blood of Jehovah Jesus. I am secure in the knowledge that as a slave of Adonai, I am an heir to the entirety of my master's eternal household. I worship Jehovah Adonai. Amen. So if you ponder all these amazing, amazing just meaning of the word Adonai, meaning my master, and I pray that you will just pull up those little foxes before they spoil your relationship or spoil your vineyard of sin in our lives, as you just lay them on his altar, knowing that our God loves us enough to rescue us from this and help us. As he reveals them, it's kind of like the uh, the silversmith heating up the silver, because silver is made of many metal alloys and components, and he brings it up to all the dross, which is the non-metal, the stuff that's not supposed to be in there, rises to the surface. So there's heat in your life. Knowing that God's bringing that sin, that same God is bringing that sin to the surface in you. Don't be frustrated or angry with it, but know that he's doing that because that same heat that he's using, that same God that's using the heat is also the same God that will skim off that that gunk and sin and yuck in our lives. So just feel confident in that knowing, wow, praise God that that's, that that, that's coming, that that's the next step. So in faith, know that pray to God going, God, it's time for you to skim this off. So the God heats up the silver until it is pure, until he can see his face as a reflection in that. that. And that's our goal of sanctification, become more like Christ. So be blessed today. Lift Your Gaze is a listener-supported podcast. Go to www.liftyourgaze.org to make a tax-deductible donation to support this podcast. You can find the Lift Your Gaze podcast wherever you can download your favorite podcast on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, and SoundCloud. You can also find Lift Your Gaze at Nona FM mobile apps and on our website, www.liftyourgaze.org. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lift Your Gaze. Be sure to subscribe so you may continue to enjoy upcoming episodes. Lift Your Gaze is a listener-supported podcast. We deeply appreciate your partnering with us today. We would also like to invite you to visit liftyourgaze.org. There, you'll have the opportunity to learn about our impactful community programs, such as our HOPE initiatives. And we welcome you to kindly consider a tax-deductible contribution that will enable us to continue to share the message of Lift Your Gaze. Until next time, there's always hope when you lift your gaze.